0: Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here today. I have again with me Pastor Alan Bailey, but we have his wife April with us joining us, which I'm always excited to get the wife's testimony. Normally they correct the husband on things they messed <laughs> yes, up they on, do. but then they know more than us guys anyway. So uh, my wife will enjoy this. And thank you, April, for joining. It's a blessing to have you share your testimony. And, and they are pastors at the Gathering Church in Jasper, Alabama. So really excited and looking forward to meeting those 10 kids uh, in the future. Uh, That's a bunch of them. I only have four. I feel like I'm really not doing very well on the (laughs) Be Fruitful Multiply part after meeting you guys, but praise God for and their service to the the military ones and and serving in the ministry. So, well, Father, we just thank you for this day, this podcast. We're, We're thankful for this testimony. We come hungry, Father, to hear what you have to say to us through your servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Pastor, I'll let you introduce your wife.
1: Yeah. uh, April Bailey is the one that prayed me into the kingdom. All the stories I told you uh, in the last few podcasts were, were, you know, she lived it. She lived it with me. She saw the guy, the drug addict. She watched God completely transform my life. And she was the one that was in the the church when it was empty, when I got up from that floor and was different. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is we go from, you know, I'm I'm the guy in the house that that doesn't understand this spiritual stuff. and, And I give my life to the Lord and I'm not really at a place where I feel like God is talking to me because I'm so new, mm-hmm. but we, we really start putting our faith together at that time. We didn't know that's what we were doing. And we started to really just, uh, you know, the enemy wanted to battle now because our, our marriage was becoming what it was supposed to have been the whole time. Amen. And uh, so then April is, is battling with some, some struggles she's dealt with mm-hmm. from, you know, from a child on and, uh. So as a young believer, I didn't necessarily know how to do anything but pray for her privately. I didn't know. Yep, yep. But I watched her go through some things. And I watched her begin to hear God's voice and watch God wash over her in times when she needed him. Yep. And uh, and and she's going to tell that story of when we first, uh, the first time I ever heard God speak to me was on my way to work. The Lord said for me to take you where I want to take you, you're going to have to be a tither. mm." I never, I didn't even know what a tither was. So I came home and I'm excited. I'm like, hey, April, God talked to me. And she's fired up. She's like, really? What did he say? I said, he told me I had to be a tither. And her face just dropped. It just dropped. And so I thought that was like some special prayer. I didn't know. Uh And so she explained to me what it was. And I'll let you take it from there.
2: Okay. The whole tithing thing was I knew exactly what that was. Mm -hmm. However, I wasn't fully sold. So it was all because of trust, and so I had to learn to trust the Lord and know that that was part of His plan for our life and yield to that. But my moment came when I was outside in the yard, and I found myself just screaming at God. I was angry. I was mad. I was bitter. And so I'm screaming at God, and I'm like, I hate you. You created the rocks and the trees and the clouds, and you made everything beautiful, but you didn't take care of me. You didn't love me. You, did, you didn't give me everything I needed as a child. To make that make more sense, from the time I was two till I was thirteen, I was severely abused. Um, I had surgery nine different times. I was told I'd never have any children. Praise God! Now I have ten. Yeah. So when I think when you grow up in that, it forms you. You don't understand how how this God you hear about this so loving and so kind and so good. Um, you can't take that for yourself. So how do you even receive his love when you don't even believe he loves you? Mm -hmm. So I found myself out there screaming and I come inside and I sit on the porch. And for the first time in my life, I felt like hot oil ran from my head to my feet. And the Lord just began to, I feel like just as deep as the pain was, his love washed over me. And I went inside and I opened up my Bible to Jeremiah 33 and 3, where he says, Call into me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things they'll know it's not. And I said, I don't know what it's like to feel loved. I don't know what it's like to feel whole. I don't know what it's like to even honestly want to go further with him to really yield myself fully to the Lord. And I said, you know, I'm a mess. But if you'll take me like I am and walk me through this, I will walk with you. And that was the first time I ever heard the Lord speak to me because He said, you've tried me not. You're viewing me through everything that's happened to you, but you're not viewing me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, my life began to to just totally turn around and change, and it happened from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I would begin, another thing is we were made to run laps, and you would run laps until you were literally vomiting in the yard. But then because you messed up the yard, you would have to eat your own vomit. Oh so it, it was there's things that I will never speak of, but those are just a few of the the minor side of it. With that, I would begin to scratch and crayon on index cards. The Lord says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully created. He says I'm the apple of his eye. Because I had to totally allow myself for my mind to change, for my thoughts to change. And we can only do that as we yield to the word. So I had to, I would walk literally to the carts. I would hang them up all over our house. She
1: had those things everywhere. Mm.
2: And I would walk up to them and I would say, you know, you're not right about you. Everything that's happened in your life is not right about you. That's something that you went through, but that's not who you are. Lord, you show me who I am. And so I would make myself say those things out loud mm-hmm. until those really begin to get in my heart and that truly took a long time it wasn't an overnight process yeah. it was a process of walking out day by day choosing to take the thoughts that he had towards me over the thoughts that i had thought all my life yeah. and even what had been been shown to me right
1: well and also in that um as a new believer you know, I, I didn't know how to pray for her. I, I didn't know how to battle this for her up until that point. And even after that, she was the spiritual powerhouse. I mean, she's the one that prayed me into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where praying in the Holy Spirit became really valuable because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, so number one, as a husband, I would just, just hold her close and reassure her that mm-hmm. she is loved, but she, she she needed that from me. Yeah. But she needed to convince herself that the word was working in her, and the word was true about her. That's why when the tithing thing came up, it wasn't about the money; it was about the trust, mm-hmm. because oh, nice. because the stepfather that did all this abuse was big in the church, mm-hmm. and it was swept under the rug, and none of it was taken care of properly. And and for her, you know, for her to be put in that situation with people in the faith, quote unquote, you know, that was very damaging to trust. Yeah. So trust issues were were things that she mm-hmm. had to deal with. And what better to learn to trust than help trust what God says about you and how He feels about you. Amen. And that's how she started turning it all around. Well, backing up prior to
0: that, uh, I find it amazing that what you went through, you still were going to church. This all happened, uh, what you just talked about, after this, you went when you received Jesus. But to me, just maybe April, before we go on to the next message, how did you find yourself where you continued to have enough energy and belief just to actually go to church and actually invite Him?
2: Well, I think the whole time, you know, I knew God was real, but I think and the, under the surface of it, I had to deal with bitterness. I think I was holding on. I know I was holding on to such an amazing amount of unforgiveness because I felt like if I forgave him, then I was saying what he did was okay. And forgiveness is not about that. Forgiveness is not validating what someone did, but it is freeing us from what what we've been through because... We have to realize that we can't get forgiveness from God if we're not willing to give it. And so he's so gracious and good. And I think I tell people sometimes I feel like an onion because I feel like it was layer upon layer upon layer. And I think a lot of people, if they really have been in an abusive childhood, um, there's so much and there's so many different layers that if we can just learn, uh, my big thing is, is to let people learn to live loved if we can just teach them to live loved because we are loved by the very one that created us. And that is the very thing that I wanted to kind of pull myself back from was I would yield in bits and pieces, but not fully. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the moment that I just fully said, Lord, you know, I surrender all of this to you. And, um, the big thing for me too, was also you hear I never heard, why do you hate God? Why do you feel this way? It was always very condemning, very judgmental. You shouldn't feel feel that way. And, of course, we know we shouldn't. Right. However, I think people need a place where they can be transparent yep. so that we can walk the healing out that God's given us. It's there. Um, it's been provided. Right. Amen. We have to learn to receive it and to yep. yield to
0: it. Yeah. Well,
1: I'll look forward to maybe getting into more detail and some other topics maybe the next day. But Pastor, if you would pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we get to to share this story. And I pray that anybody that's listening to this right now that's gone through hurt, that's gone through pain, that is struggling with trust or whatever situation it is. And to others, it may seem simple or it may be hidden or it may just be something people don't want to talk about it. However, Lord, you can infiltrate. You can dig into their hearts. You can peel those layers of that onion back and you can set people free. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now just to touch people right where they are. Yes. Move into their lives. Give them the strength, not the strength to deal with people, but the strength to trust you. Yes. Lord, to put their, their trust fully in you and watch you do what only you can do in their lives, Lord. And I thank you that April's story, although is, is, is unique to us, Lord, I thank you that there are many other people who need to hear this and need to walk in it. And I believe yes. you right now that you are setting them free yes. in Jesus' name. Amen. Then, how can they contact you if they need some help in this area? They can go to gatheringchurch.life and reach out to us there. There's there's plenty of contact information there. Praise God. And uh, we'll certainly get back and help anybody in any way we can. Praise God.
0: All right. Well, folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.